Hey everybody, welcome to Clipcast episode 2. I'm here with my friend Jay. Say hello, Jay. Howdy, everyone. No, that was very sweet. Oh, I'm coming in nice and soothing before I just get deep inside your minds. Thank you for listening to Jazz on NPR. This is KRWZY. We are coming to you live from Santa Monica, California. You kind of weather to I feel like you're just like floating off into the distance as you're saying this. (laughs) Like you're an entity. They've got me tethered to a balloon doing the podcast. I'm just slowly trying to reach down. Jay, you are becoming the ghost of NPR. You're channeling it. Well, I considering the way I live, I think that is my personality incarnate. Just I mean, I can't think of more of a thing to describe you as a person as a as a ghost that listens to npr it's as if a local npr affiliate just kicked over dead and then showed up at a film festival and then just kind of hangs out and he just shows up he's like hey guys you guys see that crazy match the other day hey guys um did you go down to the uh gallery i there was this wonderful showing out there all right jay tell everybody what you're about like what what are you doing these days what's what's your like how do you describe what you're up to What I'm about, what I'm up to, is spending far too much time studying all this computer bullshit. I'm I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Just go for it, just rip. Okay, because if I if you're trying to get sponsored, I don't want to you know blow anything up. I would be honestly surprised if somebody approached me, (laughs) seeing that this is like the second episode. I mean. Look, I'm looking for that Audible subscription. Oh, we all are. And I'm looking for MeUndies. You know, at the very least... Squarespace? Hit me up. You, even if you don't get the subscription, maybe you just get a free audiobook. Here, let's let's do something. Just do an ad read for a thing. Whatever whatever thing you could feel like doing it on. A great employment opportunity with the U.S. Postal Service in the Billings area. Ooh. I think I just doxed us. Oh, no. They can't prove where we're at. Use offer code we're hiring at UPS. Uh-oh. That seems like a very general, like, hey, just tell us we're, well, also, the codes I we're just, hiring. I also just gave the uh, ad read to the competition when I said UPS. Is there competition for UPS other than, U- like, USPS? UPS, oh. FedEx, DHL. DHL's not up here. I don't have to worry about DHL. Oh, they'll be back. They're you think coming. so? I am well connected with DHL. I know a lot of upper management. And the word is that they're on the move. They're growing. They're trying to take that Billings market away from us? They're, they're coming for the Billings market. They're coming for the Lockwood market. <laughs> they're even coming for the Blue Creek market. If you haven't guessed, this podcast is based out of Billings, Montana. We've, we're going to be dropping a lot of 
insanely local references. Which is funny because Kyle and I really didn't. I mean, yeah. we kind of said like the West End generally. Which every place I has think a every West town end. has a West End. They've got a part of town that doesn't stink as bad as the other part. That's usually the West End. <laughs> so you're studying computer. Are you doing computer science in school? Computer technology, a two-year degree at the moment. We'll see if we shift that into a four-year degree. Now, uh, that's that's something I think I can relate to yeah. because I went through the same program. That's right. Before you did. Actually, like I graduated and then you started right after me. More or less. I'm just following in those footsteps in the sand. You know, what's funny is we just hired a guy at work. Mm. I work in the computer field. And the guy we hired, I think, graduated last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's a, he's okay. Yeah. Did it take I, him like a full year of job hunting for him to come on? I or? I don't actually know. Yeah. He's uh he's pretty soft spoken. Mm. So we I, haven't got a whole lot out of him, but he started cracking some computer jokes today. And I told him to chill. I was like, okay. we don't we don't talk about that. You here. know what, man? You're two weeks in. That's fine. But you got to relax on these computer jokes, or else I'm gonna start razzing you. We're married to these things. We don't need to be <laughs> joked. We have respect for these computers in this office. I hate them, but I would goddamn if I respect them. <laughs> no, I've been a professional retail worker for all of my working career, so I'm definitely excited about a change of career at the moment. Yeah, not doing retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember those days where all I wanted to do was go to school so I didn't have to keep doing retail mm-hmm. and kyle and i went into us meeting at target so i think it's pretty well established that i worked at target for a while mm-hmm. and that whole i don't know the grind of doing different positions at target and how i just wanted to get out and go back to school the entire time i yeah. mean that's all i wanted yeah that's plenty of motivation right there it took me a little too long to figure that out for myself but i'm just glad i finally got to that point but that does lead me into my topic of the day. Okay. Yeah, let's let's jump right in. What's your uh what's your topic you brought to us? Disaster. Just general disaster? Disasters big and large. Okay. Uh, Small and minuscule. Why don't you just hit us with a, a hot example of the disaster you're thinking of? Well, I I was thinking of plenty of options for disaster when I was at work, but then it finally hit me that my day itself is a disaster. Every day? Not every day. Oh, okay. Most days. Some days. This day. So just today. Just today is just one of those moments when you're in retail where one thing just cascades into another, which cascades into another, and it's just a giant mess by the end of the day. My unfortunate position and I don't want to be too on the nose with where I'm at just because who knows where this audio will end up. But let's just say I'm at a large retailer with the small clothing section. And there is an immense amount of folding that needs to be done. And it's carried out on most days by just two people. And I had the misfortune of just being stuck in this department when a person called in but upper management didn't uh, register the fact that we were going to be missing a person. And so there was just no chance at all that anything was going to be done. And 
the worst thing on earth is all you can really do is try to prevent things from getting worse because you can spend a whole 30 minutes just cleaning up one table and you turn your back and you just see this woman with both her hands reaching behind this stack of nice clothing to get that extra extra large her face just peering deep into the depths of the fabric to find that little extra extra large label and pull it out bringing everything out with it only to realize that the sticker was attached to a size medium and then just throw it down and walk off i mean that's just a given in retail is people don't give a shit about what you're doing Oh, absolutely. It's your job to fold those clothes. And if she didn't destroy those, that nice folded stack of clothes, you wouldn't have a job anymore. And I, I pray every single day when I'm at work that someone will bring that line of logic to me because I always want to respond, okay, if that is the line of thinking we have, what we're going to do is just get rid of all of our toilets And you animals can just go on the ground. And congratulations, you're job creators because we're going to need more people to clean up your shit. Imagine what the workforce would be like if there wasn't middle-aged women had no jobs that all they had to do is shop for their high school kids. And that's it. And that's their rationale is, well, if I didn't, I did that because I'm employing people. Well, truth be told, I think every capitalist nation is... That's the inevitability of each system. It's It goes from agriculture to industry to post-industry to knocking shit over at a clothing store. To pre-post-industry. Oh, I love that type of music. <laughs> that's my, isn't that that's, what... Uh, that's my number that, one genre. That's right what now. Ram signs in, right? Uh, if you were to put them in a genre? Uh post Ramstein, yeah. Uh, industrial post pre-industry. <laughs> but I mean, the uh, the thing I was really thinking about uh, was just the uh, TV series Chernobyl that came out recently. Yeah, I'm familiar. You've, are you all done with that? You yeah. watch all of it? Well, it's five episodes. I mean, it's and not I'm a so used to Game of Thrones, and I was my my entire Game of Thrones watching up until the last season was just binge it because I started like. I think the last, like, not the last season, but the season before that is when I, like, jumped into. So when I when I jumped into it, I was, like, it was just, like, I have so many hours. And then eventually, like, I think I caught up before the last episode of the last season. So this whole season was murder for me because I can't just sit and just blast three episodes when I had time. Right. So when that season was done... I was like, oh, there's like three or four episodes of Chernobyl or Chernobyl yeah. up on HBO, so I I binge watched it. I'm very aware of everything that happens. Yeah, we're and just talking about plenty of disasters you, tonight. Yeah, when you Google disasters, almost on every list is Chernobyl. Oh yeah, which is funny because all the rest of the disasters, a lot of them were either earthquakes. Actually, I would say 75 percent of them were earthquakes mm-hmm. in like a pre-modern era. I guess you would call it. Something pre-industrial revolution. Yeah. Just like, like it's a tribe of people out there. And then all of a sudden there's a giant earthquake and it just wipes everyone. Yeah. Or like uh, Lisbon. There's that earthquake in Portugal that oh, just leveled the whole city. Yeah. There's tons of earthquakes that have just yeah. destroyed civilizations. Volcanoes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but so it's Chernobyl, which is 
one of maybe one of the worst man-made disasters oh the worst other than the <laughs> nuclear bombs we dropped on japan and that last season of game of thrones <laughs> hey oh hey there it is <laughs> i was been waiting, waiting for, for a, yeah, waiting for a good chance to get a jab in but. I, i've been waiting for someone to bring it up <laughs> because god damn no it was good thing they have the oscar pick coming yeah was, and if they get it people are gonna riot online oh i mean there's if that thing wins any awards like my feeling about that last season of game of thrones was it was like someone had the opportunity to make all five lethal weapon movies at the same time but they still handed it off to different directors each time anyway like so there's no motive for any of the characters they just kind of show up and then decide this is the plot point you need to hit it i don't care how you get there just finish it yeah it's like that or it's like the three newest star trek movies it's like it's pretty consistent but Uh, back off (laughs) No, so that's okay. Right. We, we don't we, talk about Trek here. No, we we can talk shit about the new Star Trek movies. I like them, but in their own way. And well, the last, the third one, uh, definitely. Well, the first we can talk more shit on than the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, the first two at their core, at least they're fun. But that third one just got silly. Well, the third one is like, how can we shoehorn BC boys into Star Trek? <laughs> and then like, and I, the, like, okay, I can understand Star Trek. I love Star Trek. But but the moment that they have to be like, they're playing like um, it was either Beastie Boys or it was some hip hop. Yeah, it was. Beastie and then Boys everyone's like, sabotage. Well, that's that's when during the last fight. But oh, there was right. one point where they first find this old music, and then one of the alien people are like, "What is the sound?" And they're like, "This is a classic music from Earth." And it was like, I want to say Little Wayne, but it wasn't. Yeah, I think but it'd it be way better if it was Little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just had the carter three yeah, up there just the whole carter three album <laughs> front to back it was just like it's like no this is a uh, this is little wheezy baby wheezy f um he yeah. was president in 2030 so dude we all know little lucy bird's gonna be president before hey, yeah long. hey uh who's the guy did old town road Oh, Lil Xanax. Yes, disaster. Or Lil Nas X, excuse me. L- Lil Nas X. Lil Xan's his own thing. You know what's a disaster? Is mm-hmm. mixing genres like that. Because... Oh, you're you're not on the Old Town Road? Is any... Wave? Okay, so is anyone not wearing cowboy boots drinking the Natty Light Shandy that came out on that road? Does uh, that make sense? I'm not sure if I'm following, but okay, so, take me there. So I feel like there's a type of person that likes that song. And they're either a high schooler or an adult. I want to say with the high schooler mentality, but the party country mentality. So party country is something that I've always had disdain towards because it's, right. it's like it's watered down music. And like I say, I don't like country, but when I say I don't like country, I don't like modern party country like the last 15 years of country is drunk on a plane just the worst song oh it's miserable yeah so what is there relatable to that in a country perspective like when did cabo wabo become country yeah they made they made sitting on a plane getting drunk a country thing yeah which has just been a thing for a very long time as long as planes been in the air there's boozing happening on the plane and somebody's drunk on it yep in fact, get on any plane any time of the day, somebody's drunk on it. Probably. 
I'll be drunk on a plane next week. Yeah. Where are you going? Denver. Oh. Let's sidetrack and talk about Denver for a second. <laughs> well, what, that, are you, what are you doing in Denver? Uh, that'll be a little comedy festival. Are you familiar with Longmont Potion Castle? No, but tell us about it. So he is a prank caller who's been in the game for something like 30 years, releasing tapes, CDs. My girlfriend is crazy about the guy and his sense of humor. Like, if you know the commenter online, Ken M, like, it's the telephone equivalent to that. So, so what? Just, like, weird prank comedy? Like, yeah. Can you describe how his comedy rolls? It's, or what he's about? It's absurdist. It's It's something where he just does his best to, like, continually get under a person's skin by asking the most inane questions like uh he'll call up a deli shop and be like yeah do you guys have a squid sandwich he <laughs> just keeps he keeps on that beat yeah he's like yeah we've got plenty of sandwiches we can get you any kind of meat he's like good i'm gonna come down there he's like okay come down there i'm going you guys take coin it's like yeah <laughs> we'll take coin <laughs> I'm going to come down there with my boot. When when last time, when in our history do you think that was the last time we legitimately said, will you take coin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I I mean, pay phones, for sure. Yeah, but we all know pay phones, pay phones take coin. But uh, I'm thinking like Wild West times. You know, in fairness, I did just pay for a stamp from my room na- roommate last night in coin. So, so you're the last time. As far as we have evidence at this moment, I am the last man to pay in coin. It's that or a person down the luck buying a pack of smokes at a gas station this minute. Oh, it's like, it's, they're <laughs> buying Lucy's with pennies, buddy. <laughs> they got a sock full of change. They're walking around trying to pick up a Lucy. <laughs> it just the term lucy gets me i don't know what it is about it it just sounds goofier than it really is y- y'all got a lucy i can have hey i'm uh trying to get a lucy over here what do you got you got reds <laughs> i'm only looking for reds get the hell out of here <laughs> what uh <laughs> But yeah, so it's going to be a real smash and grab trip. It has the potential to be a disaster itself because we're literally there for less than 24 hours. Oh, God. So you're flying down, doing the thing, and then you have a flight less than 24 hours right back? Are you taking that, uh, what is it, Frontier Airlines? No, I wish we were. um, Would have saved us a little money, but we're... I'm doing a combo of Alaska there, United back, and then I'm hoping we can talk to the United desk and get our plane ticket bumped to a later flight. That'll get us in at 6 o'clock, so that way we can at least get downtown for a little bit in the early afternoon. You want to talk about disaster, let's talk about air travel. Oh, it's... It's... It's really bad. It's... It's bad. It's Honestly, hard. I could put up with it how we're doing it here in this tiny town of Billings, but the fact that you have to pay so much just to get to some crap town. <laughs> like, I mean, like, basically, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's like you'd think 
just flying from here to Denver, you'd be able to get a decent price. But somehow it's cheaper to fly to a place that's far removed. And I'm, I know it's some ridiculous economics thing about how you get more people located one place and then you send them off elsewhere from a hub. I don't care. I don't want to spend $800 to fly to Sacramento. Right. Well, what's funny about our port here is we have some like really small airlines mm-hmm. and like I'm talking like Cessnas. Like oh, yeah. it's like almost charter planes but for going to like very small towns. And I thought about it before cuz my grandparents live up north, mm-hmm. northeast Montana. And it's like such a drag to drive up there. Oh, absolutely. Because after you hit Wolf Point, there's just like it's you're absolutely in nothing. Yeah. For a while. And um, every town you hit is like a grain elevator, a post office, and maybe a gas station with a convenience store. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like I've run into gas stations without bathrooms. And yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know if that's possible, but it, it happens. Yeah. What does the staff do? Just outside. <laughs> just Well, there's plenty of room. <laughs> they just go and leave their leavings when wherever you leave they the, may. Yeah, when you leave the building and you do a 360 and the only building around you is the building you work in, I think you're just allowed to just go outside for a piss, I think. Yeah, but It's, it's going to be like <laughs> the peak of Everest around that gas station. <laughs> it just piles up. <laughs> there's a lot of work in that town, mm-hmm. shoveling that. But what's... So you can get a flight from Billings to like Wolf Point for like what, like seventy dollars or like something? Seventy bucks, yeah. Like round trip, like it's like thirty bucks of direction. Yeah. So like I was like, yeah, that'd be fun. And then I was looking at getting rental cars out of Wolf Point, which they have. Right. So I was like, I can fly the Wolf Point that cuts a couple hours out of my drive, and then take a rental, which is way more fun than driving my car up there. Right. Especially because it's all dirt roads for a while. Yeah. So if I can rock chip another car, I'd be totally down with it. But but flying out of Billings is such a disaster because you you fly to Denver or you fly to Seattle, and then from there is where all the other connecting flights yeah. are. So you spend, I feel like most of the money that we see when we're trying to fly out of this town is towards getting to the hub and then the connecting flight right. to where we're, we're going. And it's funny because every time I fly like out, I end up in Denver. Every time I fly back, I end up in Salt Lake. And maybe that's just because I always like to fly Delta, and that's just how they operate. But Yeah, I think, well, I think that's, yeah, that's how Delta rolls. It's like their main hub is Salt Lake, but they stop in Denver a lot. Well, I think it's just why those smaller airlines thrive up here oh yeah and why frontier ended up coming back to billings was because they're like look we only have a flight to denver but it's cheap and all you guys care about is your flight to denver so and like a lot of people in this town would like to go to denver for a weekend a lot of people like sports down there Um, a lot of their sports teams come to denver so they can pop in and see the game well that's the big disappointment for me was i was hoping that i'd fly into denver and then they have a train that takes you direct from the airport to union station downtown i was like let's treat this like a real big city trip and you know just walk around take ubers like really get the sense of the city but 
the hotel we ended up getting and the venue itself is just so far out of downtown that taking the train would be a full hour and 15 minutes. So you guys are taking a rental? Yeah, we'll do a rental. It'll be like 35 minutes. Um, Makes it doable. I had a weird experience getting a rental car. Yeah. Recently. Um, so every time I get a rental car in town for work or whatever, you end up just going to a shop. They have a car. You take it. You bring it back. It's whatever. But they always have a car picked for you. So you'd be like, you pick your general, like what kind of car you'd like for the reservation. You show up and they go, it's like Pathfinder or similar. And then it's like a, it's like a forerunner. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, whatever. It's the size I want. I'll deal with it. When I flew down to Florida, this is the first time I ever had this experience, but we had a rental car and then you literally just walk through a lot. They have the keys in the car. You pick what car you want. And then you drive up to a little kiosk and they just like write it down and then you drive off. So like literally when they told us that, my parents are like, you pick a car. And then I was like, look at all these brand new cars. Yeah. I can take any of these. It doesn't matter which one I pick. And of course, I grabbed toward, towards the Mustang and my right. parents were like, there's going to be four of us. <laughs> you can't get a convertible Mustang. <laughs> also, it doesn't match what we paid for it. So they're just going to charge us way extra. That's what I was going to ask. Like, is it all one flat rate? Like you could have a Geo Metro and it costs the same as a Mustang. That'd be kind of funny where <laughs> they just don't tell you that. You're yeah, like, it's this just, seems like a sensible little car. And then you, you're like, why is this so expensive? It's like, oh, well, you paid for this rate. Well, how I imagine it would actually work is you're advertised, like, pick any car you want. They show all these wonderful new cars on their website. And you get there and it just looks like a used car lot. What if you walked in and it was just a whole lot of pristine 1980 t- Ford Tempos? I'm, I'm right there. And then just like, how much? I, I don't know. Pick a number. What what would you pay to rent I've, a 1984 Tempo for a week? I've got $17 in my wallet. I think that would maybe get you a day without insurance. A day? Yeah. Buddy, I got $17 in my pocket. You're going to walk away from $17? I have to pay for all these 1984 Tempos. Well, you're going to have to pay for them somehow. I paid $1,500 per tempo. Well, I got $17. I got $17 to help you pay it I think we just created a business. Let's just buy like crazy old rental cars. Well, that's what I was thinking about too. If you were to fly out on a cheap airline to some tiny town, just find a cheap car, like a Top Gear Challenge. Just fly out there, buy the cheapest car you can and drive back home. So, I mean, I've always wanted to do that. And if I just had like a ridiculous amount of money, yeah. it would just be fun to do all mm-hmm. the time. Um, <laughs> I think Kyle even pitched the idea of doing a podcast that's like a uh, the collective of people, whoever's on it, would then go out and like pool their money and just buy like the cheapest Corvette they could find <laughs> and then just like record themselves <laughs> on a trip driving that car like go from here and drive like do like a four hour trip stay there four hours back and see if we can make it yeah i mean four hours in montana it's all highway so you would end up in i mean you'd be outside missoula i mean five hours you'd be missoula ish yeah 
you know, regardless, I mean, if you broke down a lot, then your day gets really long, which is what you would kind of hope yeah. would happen. So the whole idea of the podcast is you hope something would break down and you hope you can record just some candid conversation and just angry yeah. <laughs> back and forths about the car. Well, you're going to need some. Do you have a mechanic that would be along in the group? Like, that's, is there someone the who's thing, a hobbyist like, mechanic? So when you talk about Top Gear doing that, they had to have had they had mechanics. Like, yeah, they had they a had, whole support team. Yeah, so when they would break down, they would kind of be like, oh, I'm stuck on side of road. I'm going to figure this out. In some cases, I bet they did, but I bet there's some times where they would actually have a mechanic there. Oh, yeah. Like, paying attention to it. And and when something when someone would break down, they would kind of quirks it back to life. But if the car was dead, it was dead. Yeah. And that happens a couple times. Mm-hmm. But in our situation, it would just be a couple of guys who kind of know how cars work. <laughs> and the and second we'll, something really bad happened, it would be like, well, because we would also not get tools and replacement parts. It would just be like, well, I guess we're stuck <laughs> stuck here. So basically, your aim is to record a podcast with the AAA tow truck driver. I think that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, but he might have really good stories. Well, all right. For, for me, that makes a podcast, but for... Other people, maybe not. You know what? I'd be willing to sponsor this. Oh, okay. What, how much? You got that $17 in your pocket? Oh, I'm saving that for a car rental. Oh, okay. That's my bad. When you get the Denver, yeah. use it for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 pick another disaster. Can you think well, of another disaster off the top of your head? <laughs> the other disaster I have in my mind is... Well, we barely even got into Chernobyl, but... We can we can circle back Look, around to it's that. It's a great show. We, we talked about we talked about airports. My girlfriend, she she loves the movie The Shining, so she finally went and read Stephen King's original novel, The Shining, and it's just terrible. Like it's so uncomfortable the way that he just forces violence and sexuality into your face without really having any like rising tension or like any any sort of climax when it happens it's just like the book equivalent of a jump scare oh okay yeah see i never read the book i have seen the movie yeah and i've only read one stephen king book and i just could not stand it you see, and, Jay, I can't read. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry. Is this triggering you? Should I have given you I'm, a trigger I'm warning? I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable out of my element talking about <laughs> reading because I don't know how to respond. Right. It makes working in computers really hard because basically everything is reading. Yeah. Um, well, no, so I've never, read, I've never read the novel, but I have seen the movie. Yeah. Mostly, and I think it was because I'm more of a fan of Stanley Kubrick than yeah. I am on whatever he's making a movie about right yeah and it fully makes sense and stanley kubrick did just such a superior job with the work he was given because it's so subtle compared to the original work like jack torrance's breakdown is so motivated by his past anger with his dad which just kind of takes away that supernatural element from the whole goings on of the movie like it doesn't feel like 
this is a man possessed by something otherworldly. It's just, this is a real pissed off dad coming for you. I'm just a real pissed off dad. I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, side, but, side note. Side note. Kyle did his best impression the other day. Which was? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it was pretty good. Do you have a good impression? Just for fun. I don't even oh. care if it's terrible. If it's really bad, I'll cut it. I've been working on a uh, king and his sorcerer. Is that a <laughs> is that a character? You just you're just doing a general character. Just, just a general character. I don't know if I can really do a solid impression of a celebrity. Yeah, or something I, recognizable. Yeah, I was. All right, let's let's hear your king and sorcerer. At the United States Postal Service, we will offer you $16 an hour. Yes, yes, $16 an hour to ferry our packages to and fro. And what else, sire? What else? Yes, yes. We'll give you the best benefits. But... See, the problem with it, though, is they can be really similar. And when I'm in the headphones, you can it's, hear hard, it. it's hard for me to distinguish See, it. See, Kyle is a trooper about it because I mm-hmm. think he was doing the same thing where yeah. he's like, uh, now that I'm hearing it, I'm not, no, I don't know. But <laughs> I like I like that wizard character you're doing or the sorcerer. The sorcerer I've got down pretty well. Yeah. The, I, I, I brought it up in the last, last podcast, but I'm still working on my Alex Jones. Yeah. And... <laughs> We actually talked about it for a minute, but there's always a, a phrase that you say that kind of gets you into it. Yeah. And he was saying his is penguins. 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 Andy oh. Dufresne. Anyways, um, so mine's gay frogs. <laughs> They're turning my frogs freaking gay. Oh, God. I'm gonna <laughs> you got to throw in a snort, too. Hey, yeah, I mean, I learned he's that. an angry person. Yeah. You want to talk about disasters, we can talk about Alex oh. Jones, but... Oh God! Give me, give me an Alex Jones thing to say. Let's see if um, I can do it. I want Alex Jones to talk about how Funko Pops are turning men into incels. The Funko Pop? Ah, nope. <laughs> that's that's getting <laughs> that was cut. Bill Cosby. Yeah, I know. I can went hard. That's probably gonna get cut. All right. <laughs> gay frogs. Frogs gay. Frogs gay. Okay. I'm tired of the Funko Pops. Making all the men in the incels. Yeah, see, I didn't even feel good about that one. Incels. He, he like, troubles off of the yeah. incels. incels. <laughs> he just kind of, like, he says everything with half emphasis at the end. Yeah, I feel like you got the right timber. The freaking frog's gay. <laughs> Hillary comes in, reads my emails, and I get so mad. I think the big thing you gotta remember though is you gotta keep you gotta keep those lips wide because he's angry you, right now. You're he's always gritting his teeth. I can see. I can't. I can't yeah. make the voice with uh, doing the grit teeth. Yeah. Thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where were we? I don't know. We're sidetracking in the Alex Jones and how much of a disaster. Yeah. Um, turns out, uh, calling a school shooting a conspiracy theory is a bad move. Yeah. I mean. Believe it or not, maybe there are just some. <coughs> maybe there are just some things in life that are objectively true. I mean, okay, so I don't watch enough Infowars to really understand how he thinks. Right. 
I just know that when he says things, he's ridiculous, and I'm still trying to figure out how to exactly sound like him. But that's like the one thing that he's in the spotlight for, and the one thing he has basically just been ostracized and deleted from the internet for is talking about a school shooting as a school is a conspiracy. Yeah, and like falsehood. How do you get that crazy? Oh man, I. It depends how political you want this podcast to get. <laughs> you know I mean, we can I mean, we can avoid the yeah. hard the hard political moves here. But well, I mean, shit. At at a certain point, you just have to start asking your like. You have to take your thesis to the next step. Like for example, uh, the other night I was talking with my girlfriend, and she was saying how. She's generally a skeptical person, but if she sees a well-put-together YouTube video, by the end of it, she can be like, okay, they got a point here. Like, Mm -hmm. she was watching a video about how the moon landing, or no, excuse me, how the moon is a hologram. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, the easiest way for me to disprove that is the same reason, same thing I bring up with the moon landing, which is... If the United States could just say they did it, why wouldn't their chief rival do the same thing? You know, I mean... Well, because they're Russian and they're really dumb, apparently. (laughs) Bullshit. I learned from Rocky that they have the best steroid scientists on Earth. (laughs) Which is true. Yeah. Um, To this day. Which, yeah, I mean, still. They're still getting busted in the Olympics. Yeah. (laughs) But that's... I mean, it's just a a matter of wanting to have an understanding of how of the craziness of our world and it just ends up creating more craziness in the process right i see i still can't believe that we faked the moon landing because i think there's too many people involved with the actual moon landing and the whole process and then the fact that we sent more guys up after that to do the same thing if we were just to fake it we'd maybe do it twice and be like we did it yeah but it's expensive we're not doing it anymore and then just try to like brush under a rug and just be like yeah it happened and like here's the proof but I mean, I just recently watched Apollo 13. Dude, that was my original favorite movie as a kid. It's a good movie. It's so good. It does not get the recognition it deserves. I mean, first of all, Tom Hanks. Of course. Tom Hanks. But at the same time, I mean, the fact that we we did it and then we tried to send more people in after that and then it went horribly wrong. Yeah. And And then they want to know what happened. Watch Apollo 13. No spoilers here. Yeah, we're not we're not going to talk. We're about not it. going to spoil Apollo thirteen. Let's talk about Chernobyl. Um, let's great spoil, show. Let's spoil fantastic, Chernobyl. Fantastic, but let's get back on the topic of uh, conspiracy theories. I thought we were talking about disasters. <laughs> Aren't most conspiracy theories disasters in their own right? Well, I mean, your point really is the crux of most conspiracy theories. There's just way too many people who have to be in the know for everything to go right and for it to not come out. So by that, my, by my own reasoning, that helps prove conspiracy theories, because that's that's a thought is there can't be that many people with the con- 
a consistent story for it to not be true. I mean, let's yeah. let's talk about crazy conspiracy theories. Because mine that I studied a lot when I was in school was the JFK assassination. Yeah. And the whole concept. And so I just actually for a project disproved as many conspiracy theories as I could through like rational means. Mm-hmm. And the one that sticks out in my mind is the magic bullet theory. Are you familiar? I am familiar, but I might need a refresh. Okay. So the magic bullet theory is the theory that it was one bullet and it ricocheted. So it hits, um, Oh my God. I can't remember. It's like his collarbone, right? Well, no. So they said that it, it goes, it went through his shoulder, through the guy's knee, through his head. I believe it's the magic bullet of it's one ricocheting bullet that caused all the havoc. Oh, I said of instead of two shots. Okay. So what I did is I figured out, I took the schematics of the building that Lee Harvey Oswald shot from allegedly Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. But, and then they figured out he's on like the 10th or 11th floor and then figured out, through the schematics that if he's this tall and he was shooting from this range from this window, it was about this high and they were about this far from the building, took Pythagorean theorem, mm-hmm. figured out the distance <laughs> and then used angles to help prove that it would have been two shots from the same point. And they tell us we don't need to know any math. Well, and it's just like one shot went through the shoulder, mm-hmm. right? When he keeled over through the shoulder, through the guy's knee yep. and the second shot through the head. Yep. And then the rest. But that's my conspiracy theory. That's yeah. all I got, as I just proved one. No, I uh, I was, when I was in middle school, I was briefly a 9-11 truther before it was cool. I Actually, you've told me the story, and I like it, so let's, uh, let's hear it again. <laughs> well, first things first, this gets me back to Stephen King, because... Because he did 9-11. You're not supposed to say can't let this out i'm probably just gonna cut it (laughs) so the reason i brought up the shining was because my girlfriend finished the book my girlfriend cat Mm -hmm. i just shout out shout Shout, out shout out also probably help uh establish she'll never listen to this episode (laughs) so she finished reading her book and there is a sequel to the shining which was produced some 34 years later and it is just madness it's called it shining Two. Make... <laughs> i wish that would be a much better name than <laughs> dr sleep is that really what it's called it's called dr sleep i don't understand how anything from the first shining could translate into dr sleep the second part uh i don't know either there's I don't know. There's a whole cult involved. There's like some other um, person with the shine, but everyone in this universe seems to have the shine because Danny keeps running into fucking people with the shine. So it doesn't seem like much of a gift. Okay. So shining somehow relates to 9-11. Well, so how it worked out is there's this couple who they had a child And they both separately had a dream about their baby, newly born, who was just crying her eyes out, freaking out. And in the mother's version of the dream, 
she saw the number 11 on the baby's chest. In the father's version of the dream, he saw the number 175 on the baby's chest. And then it cuts away, and they're in a doctor's office, and then all of a sudden there's this commotion, and everyone's freaking out because 9-11 just happened, and those were the numbers of the planes that just crashed into the World Trade Centers. What? So, so somehow or another, this baby predicted 9-11 or was involved in 9-11. Well, it wasn't the baby exactly, right? It was the dreams of the parents. Regardless of the cause or the explanation, it's just purely tasteless. I know. So my question is, is was... Th- that all happened in the first Shining? <laughs> now I'm confused. Or was that the second Shining this all happened? This was in Doctor Sleep. Okay, so when Doctor Sleep, when was yeah. Doctor Sleep written? Doctor Sleep was written in 2013 or 2014. So you know he had to. Yeah. He shoehorned that in. Oh, yeah. He was just like, how can I get people interested in this book? Let's exploit American He's going to get all the trees. Tr- like, I'm going to pick up the truther crowd. Yeah. He should run for office. <laughs> How many yeah. people do you think Stephen King would win? Uh, like, let's say like local council. Local council, yeah. Or just like a local government. Honestly, level. whatever he runs for, he's probably going to win because celebrities just win in this country. True, like, true. The only one that I think didn't win was who's that dude from american idol like um clay aiken clay aiken did not win did Everyone he actually else... run i was jokingly saying clay no I'm i also sure. had ruben stutter in my back pocket I'm, but... yeah i'm pretty sure clay aiken ran for like representative in tennessee or kentucky someplace he in that region all he had was the gay vote only had the gay vote no wasn't enough in tennessee sadly mm-hmm. Because uh, the guy has a voice, and the voice would have been great in Congress. What if he sang? What if they just had the voice in Congress? What if that was he was the token member of Congress that was yeah. like, okay, we're gonna stand for the national anthem. Clay, take it away. You know whose voice is this speaking about this bill? Who is all the all the the House Whip, the the Speaker of the House? They're all slapping buttons. They finally want to see who this guy is talking about this appropriations bill. Boom. Clay Aiken right there. Slapping buttons. Isn't that a uh, a reference to um, the voice? Ah, I was going to say the voice or. Um, oh, what? Um, uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah. Or Britain's Got Talent or any of the blank has talent shows. Yeah, you and I got talent. It turns out people all over the world have talent. Let's exploit it for our own gain because I guarantee they're not making anything off of it. <laughs> what a what a baseless idea just to be like, hey, what if we got people to come out and have their moment of fame, but we pay for all of it and we make all the money? Well, the thing that blows my mind is that people aren't satisfied with just one of those shows. There's so many talent shows. Right. And they and I think it translates because my mom was really into American Idol, as was I. I will admit that at the time when it, it 
when it was popular, I was all about it. It was a cultural moment. And then The Voice was a lot of fun, actually. I had a good time watching The Voice in the early seasons. It was kind of fun. It was a fun new concept. America's Got Talent was just fun because it wasn't just singing. It was just like guy would come out and ride a unicycle for a minute. And somehow it was super entertaining. And if he was good, he was good. And I saw some really fun acts. Yeah. But the whole idea of exploiting, you know what a real disaster is? I have one as well, but you go first. I'm going to say exploiting the common people for your own personal gain. Hey, man, that's dangerous talk around here. Hey, there's a red state. Come at me, Simon Cowell. (laughs) No, on the topic of reality TV, though, uh, before coming over, I came across this TV show that my roommate just flipped on because he just needed something mindless to put on because he has been just overworked as hell at -hmm. his job lately. Mm -hmm. So he throws on uh, just local tv we get to uh fox 4 and they have a new show on called first responders live and so it's like a play on live pd it's like live pd it's like cops it's like you know it's in this format that you know this um these television crews are embedded with first responders for a week at a time, and then they come together and show off the footage like it's Fox NFL Sunday. But so i'm a paramedic on sunday night (laughs) so this dude uh my roommate like he kind of gets engaged in the show because he's an architect and immediately they're showing a house fire in washington where he's from so you know he's interested because you know he tells me a big part of my job is fire prevention and i'm actually seeing a you know, a fire in progress as it's happening. You know, that's actually really useful information. Are for you me. afraid that he's an arsonist in his free time? <laughs> well, I mean, you don't I, have to answer that if he listens to this. I'm I'm not going to say anything other than there are two burned down properties right near where I live, and that's all I've got to say. Investigate Jay's roommate. <laughs> okay, so, so he's he's into it because it's interesting to him, right? Yeah, I mean, at least at this moment, but then we start to feel like a little weird with it because of how voyeuristic the show is. Like it goes to, you know, this cop in Louisiana and he's just like digging through a car. We It's very cinema verite, you know, no dialogue. You're just right there in the moment. And this guy's rooting around in a car, and then all of a sudden, he just pulls out a whole AK-47. And then shoots it into the sky. (laughs) No, it's just so subtle and quiet of a moment. But we're laughing our asses off at this, and, you know, then in the background, we see the person who's being investigated by the cops with, you know, no facial obfuscation or anything like you know his identity just by looking at him it's you know kind of they, they didn't blur his face at all not at all they didn't blur it one bit do so, you think they give him like leniency if they agree to not blur their face i don't know the whole story but i 
feel like they might be able to say that they're embedded journalists. And so those sorts of rules may not apply to them. Or in those states that they're recording in, there's no actual law on that. If they got caught for something, it's now public knowledge. Yeah, I don't know. I I do know there's a... Um, You're not a civil lawyer? I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but... I think those guys should give me a call and I can get them a large cash settlement. We need a public defender on this show <laughs> just to sit around and answer questions for us. Yeah, <laughs> that would actually be a that'd be a fun show. Just have or the worst show. Well, it could be good or bad. I think mostly bad. If you and I come to it, though, I don't I don't think I could hold my own against a lawyer. If I was saying something and the lawyer butted in. Oh, well. We'll we'll only bring in the lawyer when he is necessary. Okay, so we put him in another room. Yeah, and we have a question. We'll summon him. Yeah. Okay. And then we just keep the raw audio in as he comes into our room, sits down, checks his levels, and then starts. I mean, I imagine it going something like, "Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Come out here and answer a question. Okay, we're right there." You know? Hey, so in in the show, they're recording people, and they... What show was this? I don't even remember. It's like Paramedics Live. Never heard of it. Okay, me neither. But they're recording, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not blurring people's faces. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what that's about? Well, I just think it's some kind of artistic statement, if you just ask me. Okay, thanks for your time, Jeff. <gasps> yep, you bet. Okay, so that was Jeff, our our civil defense lawyer. He's he's a he's public well, prosecutor. He knows what's up. He's uh he's still getting his way through law school, but um the scholarship money uh, it's it's going to come through. Soon. This actually counts as his internship. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, good for Jeff. If he's good enough, I might make him partner on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what he's hoping for. I think that's his dream. This American life and sons. I actually can't identify what his motive is. <laughs> but anyway, back to live PD. Yeah, okay. Long and short of it is I saw a person on an ATV get sidestruck by a car at like 35 miles per Holy hour shit. on national television. Full so, gore? For, was he fine? Uh, um, he Probably was, not. He was seizing. So it immediately turned into the uh, cops becoming uh, first responders to an accident. Right. And yeah, it was just really dark to just, you know, imagine this moment where this kid's family or friends could be watching the show and all of a sudden they just see this person they care about splayed out on the ground because of his own idiocy. Because this show, is it live? Is it like actually live? It's not truly live. Like I think the footage is compiled over a week or some period of time and then they cut it together and to then, create the and show. And then when they show the footage, that's live. So technically it's live, but the footage is not. The footage is yeah. doctor cut. Because I always when I watch live PDE, yeah. I always thought that it looked a little too good to be live. Yeah, a little too crisp. Yeah, and the fact that they can kind of blur who they need to. Because on the fly, I don't care who you are. 
you're not going to be able to identify on the fly who you're blurring and who you're not. Yeah. Because when you watch the show, people who are just kind of witnesses to what's happening, they're always blurred. Right. And if it's someone directly related to it, they're like, you know, they're not blurred, basically. Right. And they're out there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's just a nightmare to see all of these types of shows that I kind of remember being joked about as a possibility for the future becoming a reality in our life. Like? Well, like, like that one? Like that one, yeah. The fact like you just watch cops running around live? Yeah, I mean, you can, like, like nothing against first responders or cops or anything, but I just don't want to see people in some of their worst moments as a source of entertainment. But that said, I guess that's always been there for us through Cops, the TV show. Well, and you consider how long Cops has been around. Yeah, since the I, 90s. I think they're still... Are yeah. they still putting episodes out in, like, Spike? They were canceled. Spike brought them back. I don't know if they're still back, but... Well, Cops was a great show. And Cops have... I mean, there's a lot of great moments in Cops. Mm-hmm. And maybe... I don't know. Maybe for me, watching Cops is just, like... Like how dumb this person is, I'll never do that. Or like just seeing like what the dangers of hard drugs is. Yeah. Is maybe a deter like to deter kids like, wow, that person's really like really messed up. And yeah. I don't want to be like that person. But then there's the ones where they're like, Yeah, I'll smoke some weed with some friends and we're just we're just out here spinning donuts in a parking lot. Yeah. Like kind of harmless fun. And it's kind of just Things like that are funny when they get out in their shirtless and then they try to, like, wrestle a cop. It's right. kind of funny. I'm like, you're just an idiot. Well, and I think what what really helps me with cops is just the fact that it is so fly on the wall. There's no narrative. So whatever you take from the show is what you put into it. But Live PD and the show I was just watching just have this feeling of spectator sport. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they had a... Um, they had an analyst in studio who were like breaking down the legal precedents of what was happening or, you know, the proper procedures for the police officers. And it's a weird line to go from like watching the NFL and having all these small moments analyzed in what a, at the end of the day is a pretty harmless event. Mm-hmm. Compared to a situation that carries real stakes and real consequences. Right. And it's better we learn from those shows than just like learning from firsthand experience, right? But what are we like? Are we really learning from that? I guess it like, depends on the person because some people might just see that as entertainment and think, I will never do something like know. that. Or you learn from those other people's mistakes. You're like, I'll never do that. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, like, I I got a lot of my education growing up through television, so I shouldn't sound high or mighty at all about it. And maybe I just sound like an old fogey who's uncomfortable with the way TV's edited these days. I don't know. I just feel like there is some kind of line that's beginning to be crossed well for me it's always the episode of cops where the person does something wrong and they acknowledge it yeah and then they they take their punishment and 
oftentimes, I mean, you always see these situations where people are being difficult. Mm-hmm. The cops are like, I was just going to write him a ticket for this. Right. But now he's resisting arrest and now he's causing an investigation where then all of a sudden we found firearms in his trunk. Yeah. He could have just had a ticket, but now yeah. he's just, he's being a dick and now we're taking him downtown. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly why that guy with the AK-47 got pulled over was the fact that he was pulling out of his uh, driveway, saw the cops coming, and immediately pulled back into the driveway. <laughs> I mean... I guess this guy should have been watching cops. I mean, anytime I... I've been pulled over before where I was speeding. I was yeah. fully speeding. And the guy pulled me over and was like, hey, what's going on tonight? And I'm like, sorry, officer going a little fast i'm just heading home from work he's like oh where do you work and i'll talk to him about that yeah and he goes is this your current address and at the time it was like living at the dorms i was like no i'm living at the dorms and then turns out he went to the same school stayed in the same dorms yeah we shot the shit for a minute and then he came back and was like hey man just a warning i'm not gonna give you a written warning just just slow down in this area and yeah. that was it and yeah. like cops are people like you gotta give them, you gotta give them a little bit of a break. Oh yeah, well, and, you know, so many folks just kind of get this attitude that, like, they don't take shit. They they know their rights. That sort of crap. Yeah. Okay. Let me get on a soapbox for a minute because that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh yeah. In this planet is, I'll be talking about something, don't know what, and I don't know the context of exactly what it is, but it's happened a couple times where I'll say something. And then somebody will just pipe in out of the blue, not even part of the conversation, be like, they can't do that. That's illegal. <laughs> okay, well, how do you know it's not illegal? Right. Like, I, I've had times when, like, I was bartending for a long time, and somebody was, like, fully convinced that if the bar caught fire, the owners of the bar would then have to pay all the employees for the time lost while they were rebuilding the bar. That's not true. Fully not true. There's no way. Yeah. I, There's no way. I don't really understand why that would be a precedent because that kind of assumes that the employees of the bar aren't employees, but they're some kind of contractors instead. I've only had, I've also had times where people have been like, the bar can't make me pay for my mistakes. It's illegal. Yes, you made the mistake and that's cost. You have yeah. to pay for it. That's your mistake. Right. Or on other ends of it, where I'm talking about, like, just how taxes work. Nobody, unless you're, like, a tax professional, don't talk to me about what's legal and not. But when people say, like, they can't take that money from you, that's illegal. They're like, it's not, or else they wouldn't be doing it. Right. Somebody somewhere is fighting this. But I hate, I hate that whole, that's a legal thing. Because mm-hmm. unless you're a lawyer... Then I don't I don't know what your basis is on that conversation. Well, it's usually just something where they heard it from a cousin or they read it online. I mean, back when I uh, I worked at a gas station briefly, and I had a person who refused to turn off his engine while he was fueling, which it's against state law. My employer is also very serious about following all laws, regardless of whether or not it makes the uh, the customer happy. And so I just had to tell him like, hey, I'm sorry, but we just have to ask you to turn off your vehicle while you're fueling. 
And he's like, well, I got my kids in there. It's cold night. It's like, hey, I fully understand. Like, you know, it's just going to be for a few minutes. It's like, you listen, I'm in the oil industry. I know how these things work. I understand it's safe. It's like, I fully understand you too. My dad's oil industry as well. Like, I get it. It's just a dumb rule that we have to follow. It's no big deal. And, you know, he finally was just, like, firmly set in his ways. Like, I'm not doing it. And at that point, I was instructed to shut off the pump, which I did. And he just got so mad at me, like, just in my face. like, Well, it is your fault. <laughs> yeah, I did it. Like you I was, could have looked the other way, man. You could have just let him had a night with his kids. I could have, I could have, but that was the expectation for me. I don't know when my employer's looking, and I've had that happen before, where mm-hmm. I'm just think I'm doing, you know, I'm all alone. I'm doing the person a favor. I'm just making things speed along for us. Well, looking the and other then, way is a slippery slope. You, I, the first time you look away, you're just opening those windows to then start breaking the rules. And mm-hmm. then the second they look into you, now you're not trustworthy anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's how I look at it at least. Yeah. And so that's, that's what happened. Um, you know, this other instance, whereas like as soon as, did he um, call you names? Oh yeah. He, well, um, he told me he's going to, uh, bash my teeth in. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> see, yeah. did you tell him that's illegal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I was like, dude, okay, I'm going to, I'll just, talk to the cops about this and you know you just turn off the pump to his mouth yeah <laughs> unplug him <laughs> but you know eventually i get some support from a manager they come outside they start talking to this guy and he's going off about his fourth amendment rights being violated now remind me because i always mix them up fourth amendment is no illegal search and seizure by the government specifically. Okay, one, you don't work for the government. Nope. And two, you weren't searching or seizing anything. It was nope. in plain sight. Yep. Okay, continue. <laughs> nope, that's really all there was to say is just this guy was super aggro, you know, just got in my face, threatened me, all because it's too much for him to be asked to do something he doesn't want to do. I don't understand... There's a couple of situations where I've filled up my gas tank with my engine on. Oh, yeah. And it's not legal here, but it's also kind of like a... I think with modern vehicles, you can get away with it more than you could old vehicles. But it's still not a very safe thing to do. Well, no, because what happens, it's not about you fueling or anything it's about if there is a spill or if there's an excess of fuel vapors around all of a sudden it just snaps arcs of fire because you just have these spark plugs popping off the entire time like no matter how well sealed they are their the tolerances may not be high enough to prevent something like that and that's a disaster that is a disaster that's a full circle baby (laughs) that's how we bring it back all right so we're about we're about at the end of this yeah that's about an hour uh so i gave kyle a chance for a closing thought Mm -hmm. and he gave a very meaningful speech about Seek help if you need help with anything, mm-hmm. you know, talk to your friends, you know, and he's lucky for it. You don't have to get that deep. 
but it was a it was a very good thought and we did it on the fly so i'm gonna kind of keep it going Mm -hmm. um do you have a closing thought for this and it's open floor whatever you feel oh man um feel on the spot first of all i just want to plug my own podcast i'm starting that up in a few months keep your eyes peeled uh we're gonna have a social media out there um but then outside of that i would just encourage everyone to be respectful be thoughtful just because you have a certain way of view in the world doesn't mean you can't listen to how other people see theirs i really wish i could say it more eloquently but don't uh yeah just don't don't believe you know everything i felt like that was very well said well thank you steve yeah jay thanks for being on the show uh more episodes to to come i'm gonna get more people on here we're gonna do the same shit over again have a good night